your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Welcome to the Ask Level Podcast. Welcome back. Alongside Chris Level, I am Choice Woodman. Thanks once again to our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction for sponsoring this podcast. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level, how we doing? How's the the Thanksgiving, uh, all that stuff? Well, it was, uh, I mean, Thanksgiving was okay. We traveled, obviously, on that uh, particular day. So I yeah. spent uh, my most of my Thanksgiving with you. Uh, but, um, yeah, the, the game, I mean, it was, it was just more fun than I could stand. Uh, yeah, thoroughly, uh, yeah, not, I thought you'd have a hard time winning, but I wasn't expecting that. Uh, so, anyways, but... Uh, you know, you, I don't think you could have drawn it up to go any worse than it did for uh, Texas well, Tech, uh, any better if you're a Longhorn fan. Well, except for a lot of those field goals could have been touchdowns. Fair, fair. See, look, look <laughs> so at you. you. You found the ray of sunshine, the one, yeah, <laughs> the one I ray mean, from that game. Oh, my interceptions goodness. Interceptions bouncing off of a shoe. I mean, seriously, that, like everything that could go right. Block, block punts. Seemed like it went right for them. returns oh, for touchdown. Yeah, just. Uh, that yeah. was, uh, you know, I've been hanging out with you on these football trips for the last two years and easily the most miserable uh, one we've had in the, in the Joey McGuire era. Um, not, not even close, but, and that's uh, what, well, that's what Joey kind of said to me after the game was over is that there hadn't been a lot of this for us. Uh, you know, last year versus Baylor was as close as you're going to, you're going to get to, to that yeah. feeling where you just kind of got beat or, you know, showed or however you want to phrase it. Cause there's probably a little bit of both. I don't know. But you also had a team just sitting there waiting on you, and they just kind of blew up on you a little bit. And I didn't think at times Texas played particularly well, uh, specifically Quinn Ewers. I didn't think he played particularly well. And yeah, I thought their Texas's red zone issues were or maybe will continue to be a problem for them. But uh, but yeah, it was just it was just way too much. You know, bigger and faster usually almost always wins, and that's what Texas typically. Uh, is but they're more so that this year than 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 usual because they're the the bigger part was much more noticeable up front than I had remembered and when you don't have you know people like Jalen Hutchings going and yeah you know it just uh, you Absolutely. needed to play play I don't want you didn't have to play perfect but you just didn't uh, couldn't get couldn't get much figured out couldn't get any offense going uh you know just really couldn't stop them on defense you slowed them a bit at times but uh but yeah then the special teams aspect was just a bit of a nightmare which had been such a bright spot for you all season uh been a a big reason why you'd won three in a row going into that one and why you're bowl eligible and all those things and it just uh that that was the phase that I think again Joey said that after the game was like I would have I would have lost a lot of money betting betting that that would have happened to us in that aspect of the game but it yeah. did and uh there you go. Yeah, um like to your point it the the last two years even that Baylor game yeah, I'm pretty sure at one point in the fourth quarter early in the fourth quarter it was still a one possession game. You you just haven't had any of these 
true blowouts um, that you've experienced in the last two years. And and you said something to me, and uh, I think John before the game, you said, "Hey, Texas hasn't played their best, hasn't put it all together. I hope it's not tonight." And that was the closest we've seen, I think, to Texas yep. putting it all together. So it was that perfect crap storm for Texas Tech. Sometimes it's it's when you play people. Um, yeah. Oh, so much. And, and they had, yeah, they had messed around with Houston, with Kansas State, with Wyoming, TCU. with TCU. Yeah. And, and won all those, but they had a hard time putting them all away. Um, and I think in three of those four that we just talked about, they didn't cover the what Vegas thought, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they certainly put their, what I'm sure most will feel like is their best game together easily uh, on the season. And it just so happened it was against you and national television, but I will not, I, I won't miss uh, going to Austin um, at all anymore. That was uh, yeah. So anyway, but uh, that was our, our, our farewell, farewell trip uh, to, to the ATX. So uh, yeah, good, good riddance. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That was yeah, my first trip and last trip. You've been outscored 127 to 42 in your last two games there. I've seen that movie, unfortunately, Gross. you know, way, way too many times. I mean, I remember going in 05 before I was actually doing radio, but was on the sideline for that one. And um, you were, I think close to, you were like top 15 and Texas was like top yeah. two or three. Tech was undefeated game, at that point. Game day was there. And I think yeah. that one ended up like 45 or 52 to 17. Yep. So it's just, uh, unfortunately there, it's been tough. Now 15 and 17 uh, were different, but um, I don't know if Texas was quite as good. Uh, anyway, but uh, moving on. Yeah. You, you, you gotta, you know, just it sucks. Cause you had a lot of feel good going and then you, you kind of get punched in the mouth and now you got to kind of sit there and, and deal with all that. And, uh, you, you know, wait for a bowl game bid, and, and which may not be near as good of a bowl game as what people wanted, but th- this is the price you pay for not beating the West Virginias or the BYUs that were winnable games earlier in the season because you're going to end up playing a bowl game likely before Christmas. And ironically enough, ironically enough, because I'm sure there's bowl game questions out there, the one thing that would help you, the one thing that would help you, Texas you want to avoid winning. a bowl game before Christmas, <laughs> That's it, right? Texas, Texas going to the playoffs. Oh man! So, uh, what are you willing to stomach out there, folks? Um, Give me Shreveport. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, so that's uh, that. That's kind of where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's look a little bit at that. Um, there was one question about a bowl game, and then we'll get to the full questions basketball because uh, there's not a whole lot to, you know, dissect through the Texas game. It was it was what it was. But bowl game specifically, uh, the one question we had was. Does Texas Tech have any chance of being outside of Fort Worth, Dallas, or Shreveport, or is it pretty well set that it's? I mean, be there, one of there's three? a yeah, there's there's a chance. I mean, I've actually seen you know, again, the projections are tricky. The, the, these are people kind of filling out a template, yep. and and it's it's a guess. What you have to understand about bowl game selections is yes, there's a pecking order, but it's kind of like, and, and this this is dicey. It, it could benefit you at times and it could not be a benefit to you at times. So it kind of works itself out, I guess, over the course of, but you know, it, it's a pick for the bowl game. They can kind of do what is best for them in, in order to sell tickets and, 
and, and, and how is it, how exciting or how excited is the fan base or the team to be yeah. there? They have a bunch of opt-outs. I mean, all, there's all kinds of things that factor in. Uh, the conference can get involved at times as well, uh, which which creates some gray area and just can mm-hmm. say, hey, we, we can't we can't really allow this to happen, you know, kind of deal. But it's a money-making venture ultimately. Yes. And it's kind of like last year when, you know, I think Tech fans well, we beat Oklahoma. Why are we not going to Orlando in the Cheez-It Bowl? That's what I want to go to. Well, guess what? The Cheez-It Bowl at the time was like, you know what? OU Florida State. People are going to tune into that one. That's going to, you know, it's going to yeah. sell some tickets. It's going to register on the viewership. So that's what we want. Yeah. The end, you know, uh, even though OU was a 500 team. Now, in this particular year, it, it, it could benefit you in some ways, but because like the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth is, is higher in the pecking order than Shreveport. Right. And they may they may pass over a West Virginia team or an Iowa State team to pick Texas Tech because that's where, you know, they may sell more tickets this way or whatever. Sure. So the, the, there's, you know, politics, um, you know, fan bases, uh, all kinds of dynamics factor into to the selections here. So because I, I guess what I was going to say was I've even seen you go into Montgomery, Alabama, playing in the Cam- Camilla Bowl, I think is how you say the it. Old I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Camilla Bowl, right? Yeah, Camilla Bowl. Yeah, I think that's in Montgomery, Alabama. I saw yeah. that one uh, projected by, I think, the folks at ESPN. Most folks have you in Shreveport, Troy, Cal, I mean, all those things. But ultimately, the only thing that will change, I think, out of that kind of window, in my opinion, is that Texas makes it to the playoff. And at that point, everybody kind of moves up a notch. That short of that, I think it's pretty much you're staring at Fort Worth or Shreveport, though. I don't think Dallas is a Big 12 bowl this year. I think I think Fort Worth and Dallas is like I think one Big 12 team goes to one of those two games. I think this year it's armed forces. I don't think I don't think Dallas is gonna factor in. Okay. But you also get into the mix, like see the Camilla Bowl is not a Big 12 tie-in. That's sure. where it gets kind of tricky. So it's all about creating matchups, you know. Like you can kind of, in a, in a way, make a trade. Like, hey, we would prefer this team. Do you want right. this? I mean, there's all kinds of those done. Because ESPN owns most of these. Right. You know, and they, you know, it, they have the TV rights. And so they can kind of have some say in there as well. And the fact that you got nine teams in, but only technically seven bowls, bowl tie-ins, maybe eight. Well, and that's where the, that's where the, yeah. Because, right. I mean, your, your, your champion is supposed to go to the Sugar Bowl, the Big Six or whatever it rotates. Yeah. Um, and, and but but if somebody goes to the playoff, then it's like the Big Twelve title game loser. I think would go to yeah. the Sugar Bowl, and then everybody moves up a, a a spot. Um, so anyway, that's that's what I could tell you. But I I think you need to be prepared for for Shreveport or Fort Worth, in my opinion. So realistic options. Uh, what would be Chris Level's pick, and what would be the best thing for Texas Tech, in your opinion? I, I'd be willing to tell you that they're 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 the same. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Fort Worth is better than Shreveport, and this is why I say this. I don't. Th- I think Texas Tech would would, would uh, want to avoid at all costs the Shreveport situation. Although they may not have a say, uh-huh. they, they could they could play their cards and say well, this is not. But I mean, again, it's just going to fall the way it falls. And it's simply because I think your basketball teams and your football teams would essentially be playing at the exact same time, Ooh. which hurts both crowds. It hurts viewership for both. Yeah. It hurts everything. And schools typically want to avoid that at all costs. I mean, you'll see 
kick times or tip times adjusted and moved to avoid those things a lot of the time just because you don't want to uh d- deal with cannibalization uh to where sure. you know you would love your people that would love to be able to be at both to allow them to be at both but you simply if it's Shreveport you're gonna have and if people are, are in the in the vicinity they're gonna have to make a choice you can't be at both uh as I believe I think the game in Shreveport kicks off at 8 15 ish mm-hmm. that night I think that's right and I think uh you you tip in Fort Worth that night against Vanderbilt at, at 6 30 that's right uh, at Dickey, Dickey's Arena so for that very reason, I think that anything but the 16th would probably be best served for everybody involved. But again, and and, and potentially would be a better matchup, I think, uh, you know, as well. So I don't know. That's what I would prefer. I, yeah. I, I'd be willing to bet you that Texas Tech's administration uh, would prefer that and playing in the Metroplex sure. uh, from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, would also benefit you uh, uh, as well. The so, uh, the your your mid year enrollees too. That uh, as far as bowl later. practices, yep. that's it's a bit that's later. a week later. So that mm-hmm. that helps some. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of benefits to that one over over Shreveport. But like you said, and, and I saw the Camilla yeah. Bowl is on the twenty third as well. That would yep. also for 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 various reasons that would also benefit you. Nothing against Shreveport or the sure. Independence Bowl, but I'm saying it's about when it is where it is, all, all those kinds of things. But and I, that's I guess what I could tell you. The one other one that, that if you get moved up, everybody got moved up a notch if Texas goes to the playoff. The one other that could be in play, I think next in the pecking order is Phoenix on the 26th for the guaranteed rate bowl. Still not likely, but that, I mean, they may want new blood out there. You never know what happens in that. And I would, uh, I, I'll be in the minority here, but I, I would, I would not prefer that one because it's played in a baseball stadium. Yeah, baseball stadium. T- teams on the same sideline. I'm sorry, man. I can't. It breaks. It, it, my brain breaks when I see this. I can't. And that would be a. That's a Monday night game. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah. Game, it so. just. So anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. It's not like go to Fort Worth or bus. I'm just saying. But if you're asking my opinion, no, I think or that- my preference. But yeah, there, there's there's kind of some background there and kind of why thinking the way that I would think there. Yep, think think it all makes a lot of sense. All right, let's get a, a few questions and then we'll talk some hoops uh, as they had a, a pretty decent trip to the Bahamas. Um, Andrew says, "What is your honest? What are your honest thoughts about how this season played out? I love where the program is headed, but six and six closed out by a whipping to UT is hard to swallow after all the hype this off season. Hope is not a strategy, but we are also told to keep hope alive. So give us hope level." <laughs> I love that. He used both of them on you. I know. I know. That's in my, my own lines, uh, both of them being used against me. Um, yeah, well, it, it wasn't what anybody had thought or hoped. Yeah. Uh, I guess ultimately you finished seventh in the league. You you end up tied with, I guess, if you look at a league standings list, Kansas is going to be listed uh, above you because they have a better overall record than you do. However, you, you're, you have the same school record or excuse me, league record, I should say. And you have a head to head win over them. So you're, you're, I guess, tied for seventh, but you 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 beat them straight up at their place, um, and you were picked what to finish fourth in the league. Fourth. Yes, uh, but but I, I you know my my thing was I thought I I thought two things. We talked all summer about man, there's a there's a realistic possibility you could be seven and five or eight and four because it's hard. Yep. I mean, like we 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 said this repeatedly. I also said that I felt like you would be relevant. Okay, not that you would be in Arlington or be 
to win this league. I, I, I never said anything close to that, but I thought you would be relevant in every radio interview I did or any podcast, things like this. I thought you'd be relevant in the November uh, to, for a spot in Arlington and you weren't. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think sitting there at one and three, you're kind of shell shocked at three and five. You're like, Ooh, this has a chance to go sideways in a hurry. Yeah. Um, I, I think I wish I would have known what it looked like if, if, you know, Tyler Shuck and or Baron Morton would have been able to play healthy all year, uh, and just see what it looked like. And I think you could judge it a bit easier. Uh, it's hard for me to, you know, and you can say all you want, you got to find a way to go in and BYU on a Saturday night with a third string quarterback. But I don't know if you were good enough to be able to do that. And maybe that's where you need to get to that point. Because the ultimately, you know, ultimately when you judge a team, it's, it's, can you win games when you don't play your best? Can you figure out different ways? And I think at times this team did, but at other times you, you, you yeah. couldn't, you couldn't do it. And whether it's it's too many turnovers, not enough takeaways or sacks or uh, QB pressures or whatever, because there's plenty of uh, I know I know like Zach Kitley gets a lot of grief. Okay, I get it, but I mean you, you look at some of the defensive statistics. You you know you you had your head coach and and your head of personnel basically telling you Steve Linton and Miles Cole would be like yeah. first rounder types, never materialized. You, you you had two super senior defensive tackles, two super senior corners, uh, super senior at, at uh, safety. And so I think we're 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 trained to to um, expect a lot on offense and not as much on defense. But I, I think that you know the defense at times needed to be a bit better that it had some health issues, but the quarterback issue on offense limits you a lot. It's just so in in a, in a way, it's hard to judge it. I thought the special teams was clearly the 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 a bright spot uh, all season. I thought you you morphing uh, into this running team mm-hmm. was was a bright spot and yep. and figuring out a way to be to win games and and to kind of change who you were. Um, I thought the receivers were a, a just overall were a, a quite a disappointment compared to kind of what we thought. And maybe shame on us for assuming that a lot of these guys would take a next step. Maybe it's just they they are who they are, um, you know, and, and things like that. Um, but it, it does. It needs to be better. Uh, and ultimately, if you're going to get – if you're, if you're going to take a next step, it'll be because Barron is really good and stays healthy. Yep. And if he is if he is what you hope he is and he can sustain some some health, then I think you you know you you'll like what you see. If not, you could still be sitting here spinning your wheels and and all those things. Um, so I guess that's ultimately how I would judge it. But in 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 no way was it what you wanted or set out no. to do. It was a disappointment, uh, I think. Uh, but you you salvaged what you could of it, but it's very frustrating because you'll say uh, goodbye to a lot of really good and old football players that you kind of thought, oh man, this kind of all falling in line here. Boy, you could make a lot of noise. And what's funny is you weren't even ranked in the preseason. I mean, like, but I think people have this, this mindset that you, that you were like, we were, we were, you know, no, you weren't uh, go back and look at the polls from like week zero, week one, you were like others receiving votes column uh, across the board. So there were some people that doubted you, uh and just unfortunately it, it appears that they were mostly right but yeah seventh place in the league not what uh, anybody hoped for yeah i don't think anybody's saying 
that it was what they hoped for. I do think, uh, and agreeing with you, it could have gone a lot further south than it did. I mean, you're sitting there at three yeah. and five. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to go way worse, and you won some close games down the stretch, but it, it this was not where people hoped. And this one ties in. This is another question um, from – this one's actually from the email. It says, level uh, – where did it go? Sorry. Okay, level uh, – will – this team knowing what you know about this team will this team be better than six and six next season so this is before so, anything you know on i know and, and that's the tricky or... part you, you don't know it, it, it it's unless unless what i told you about baron okay but you the, the the main concern i think with your team this year one of the main concerns and it i think it is as you transition with the portal and, and kind of putting your team together for next year you have got to be better up front uh, on, on specifically on the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you've gotten, and until you, you do, you, you know, you get better up front, I think you're going to be limited and it's not going to, it's going to be a struggle because I think when you, when this program was at its best, you were really good up front. And I think you've had some pieces yeah. that have been really good at times, um, you, you know, that have been mixed in, but overall it just, it's got to be better uh, up front. And you had, I mean, you, you know, the injury to Cole Spencer, then you have Rusty Stats, who's got an elbow issue, and you've got Jacoby Jackson, who's got a back and a, I, I think, a shoulder issue. And it's like, but those are the best you've got. There is no, like, th there was no, man, let's give so-and-so a chance. I mean, the, Ty Buchanan was as close to that, but he missed a month of the season uh, because of a, a, an injured arm. And, and there's just not anybody waiting in the wings, like, because the tricky part here is, I think a lot of what you like on your roster, and this doesn't go just for offensive line, is like the guys that redshirted this year. But yeah. are they ready to be turned loose, you know, up front uh, in, in some of these games? And like, can you depend on them? Or can you bridge the gap until they can grow up and get another year of seasoning and all those kinds of things? So that's kind of the dynamic that you're that you're going through right now. And it's it's really it's that's why you'll hit the portal, I think. And and that's why Danny Salee, the junior college uh, defensive tackle that goes about 350, was much needed. Uh, you didn't want to go at it minus Tony and Jalen with what you just had coming back. And then the high school signees, you've got to go add some some age and, and girth. And you're going to do the same thing on the offensive line as well. As many as you will sign, you know, those guys need to be in the weight room and living in there. But you're going to have to go get some ready-made dudes and try to see if uh, you can make it go that way. So, uh, that's, that's what I would tell you, but unless that gets better, yeah, you're going to be mediocre, you know, yeah. and, and Joey needs this. I mean, he says it all the time, mass kicks ass, you know, big people beat up little people, <laughs> you know, th th this is what this yeah. is. He, he knows this, they're trying to address it, but until you sure. can grow your people up and, and sprinkle some in it and then, and then get the pipeline rolling, it's going to be a bit tricky. Uh, from the. Twitter once again. Leah asks, "How is uh, Jackson Knotts?" We heard a follow up on Cam Watts. So glad to hear he's okay. How's Jackson doing? I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I think Jackson's probably played his last football here. Unfortunately, I, I think it was a, it's a, you know, a knee issue, and it, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't gather that it's good. Um, I don't really know specifics there, but uh, I love that kid. Um, he's been. He's been awesome uh, since he's been here. And it's guys like that. That's what college football is all about. Like, rare is it, obviously, you said Kim asked this question? 
Uh, Leah did actually. Leah, sorry, I'm oh, sorry. I don't. Why did I say Kim? Where did Kim come from? Okay, Leah. Thank <laughs> you. But Leah, Leah knows who he is. Most don't. Uh, nor sure. nor do most care who the deep snapper is. Because the only time you hear that name is when yeah. something goes awry. That's a good thing for Jackson Knotts. That's been that means he's done a really good job throughout his career here. Always smiling. Yeah. Uh, makes plenty of tackles on special teams. But uh, yeah, I think he got he dealt with a uh, an issue there on the. Uh, on the on the field the other night with a knee and uh, don't think it's good but we'll we'll see maybe that's uh uh maybe they, they got some some good news or something like that but yeah. um yeah I, I don't and I think he's a senior too so I think this was uh this was it for him uh Preston says what's the offense going to do moving forward you, was that the whole is that the whole question that that was it okay <laughs> leaves it very well, very open you, you need to get better up front and you need to get faster uh it's painful against a team like texas when guys aren't open they can't get open and you can't block it long enough to get them open um but you have i, I thought i I've, I've touched on this a lot mm-hmm. i think in some depending on who you're playing at sometimes or scheme can do it depending on who you're playing uh but against really good teams like texas is you, you, your your lack of juice or speed it is just so um, painful to watch. Like you feel yeah. helpless. And and yeah. Taj Brooks, as good as he is, he's an in-between-the-tackles guy, and he gets those tough yards, but there's no threat on your team. And you really miss Miles Price in that game, too, specifically. Sure. Just because I think Texas' weakness is maybe over the middle right there, and you kind of miss that, that skilled slot that could have uh, put some pressure on them uh, and have a hard time chasing those guys around sometimes, but you, you just, you, you don't have much juice at all. And this is why everybody's so excited about Micah Hudson because he will provide some of this. I mean, I said this on the broadcast, but you hope that he's your Xavier worthy. Cause I mean, that guy's Absolutely. not that big, but he's different. <laughs> he's got some serious yeah. uh, wiggle juice speed whether it's punt returner as a receiver, I mean, he makes something out of nothing. I mean, you know, and, and you need more of these types of guys. And so you hope that TJ West, uh, DJ Crest, uh, Colby uh, Valson, uh, maybe, uh, you know, Anquan Willis, Cameron Dickey coming in, you know, whoever else you bring in from the portal, uh, that Koy Aiken continues to, to develop. Uh, Dre McCray gets better in his senior year as he kind of showed some flashes. But yeah, you you just you're too slow, and you're not near as good up front as you need to be. Um, that's my opinion. That's my take. Um, and and yeah, and I get it. And Zach has to figure out a way to make it work, whatever it is. And I think they tried to do that. But you're not. This isn't really a team that's just built to run it downhill. You you managed to do that at times, but you know now you're losing a bunch of tight ends off of your roster. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to replace those maybe via the portal. Uh, because Henry Teeter is done, Baylor Cup I think is is leaving, and you know, and then Mason Tharp is your one scholarship tight end left, and he is uh, and he missed what five games, yeah, you know this year and missed a lot of time last year as well. So, uh, yeah, you you you've got a chance to, but it's it's easy to sit here and say you need to go bring in a bunch of good offensive linemen and tight ends that are ready to make. Well, everybody wants these types, right? So. Uh, it's it's easier said than done on trying to get some of the, the big boy issues fixed up front and to get faster. Because guess what? If you can really run, Texas Tech won't be the only one that wants you. Yeah. Yeah. No no doubt. So uh, one more question. This is non-Texas Tech related, but 
Uh, this one just says, Level, have you ever seen anything like how a A&M handled the Mark Stoops situation where it seems like uh, the the crowd influenced the decision? Well, I mean, who knows what is true? Um, sure. I, you know, and, and you know, but the, the coaching searches or hires, I've been through a million of them, way more than I would prefer or count. Um, and there's things that, are going on behind the scenes and things get reported and it, it's hard to separate fact from fiction at times. Uh, Mike Elko could have been there. I mean, he was kind of rumored to be there. One of their top guys all throughout. Uh, I actually think it's a really good hire by them, but I also yeah. think that they could have hired themselves another eight and four coach, which is what they just fired. It's true. Um, so the coaching hires are, but like Tennessee had a jumbled, search at least from the outside in several schools have kind of gone through this and so when you make your move and this is why i think maybe baylor keeps dave aranda because it looks like we, according to pete thamel that they're going to to let him go another year yeah and so. and, and 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 because i think when you if if you're gonna make a move while it may make a ton of sense you're like okay who 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 exactly is going to fill this spot? Sure. And and all these schools are searching. Are are we going to find an upgrade? Do we kick the can down the road for a year? And it's painful. Yeah. These conversations are very painful for administrations because they can be costly. They can set you back. Yep. Some would argue you you can't afford not to do it. Right. But again, there's only so many guys out there that that are are qualified for these jobs and. You know, it, it's not, a, and, and and it rare is it that you're going to ever find a fan base that goes, oh man, we hit a home run here. Yeah. This is great. You know, it's like, well, he sucked here or he wasn't very good there or he has a <laughs> drinking problem or he messed around with a secretary 10 years ago, whatever. There's always something uh, yeah. and, and it's hard to find a, like an all in kind of hire. I think A&M probably went with somebody like with the the known versus the unknown and they know Mike Elko. They they've worked with him before. He's been there. He knows the landscape. Right. So it's about fit. He clearly has turned around Duke. Uh by no means is it a guarantee. Uh because that he could be just more of what they just what they just had, you know. So yeah. but yeah, I mean it it was interesting reporting for sure with the the Mark Stoops stuff. And I think Mark Stoops is a good coach too. Although Mark Stoops has the best gig in college football. Yeah he does. He gets paid nearly 10 million a year. There's zero pressure. Uh, it's a basketball school. Don't tell him that. It's a basketball school. As long as he goes to bowl games every year and wins yeah. more than he loses, he could stay there for as long as he wants. Man, I, I mean, seriously, like he he may have dodged a bullet with this whole thing because <laughs> you're right. He does have uh, quite the quite the posh gig right now for, and pay. probably a better gig now than he did because I bet this interest uh, enhanced right. his, uh, his contract, which I think he was getting in the nine to nine and yeah, a half million he was one dollar of the highest range. paid coaches already and to give you an idea i think what did joey get an extension last you know the day of the bowl game last year and what's joey making like four or something yeah four and a half mm -hmm. yeah i mean so when you start talking about you, you know at some level the, these are vastly different conversations when you start talking about hires and buyouts yeah. and yeah. i was shocked to see the houston uh was willing to to pay dana holgerson i think it was close to 15 million uh, to go away, but yeah. you know, they obviously felt like, uh, cause I mean, it's going to cost A&M 
you know, estimated well over a hundred million dollars when you factor in not just Jimbo, but his staff. And then you factor in, they owe Duke $5 million. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pay Mike Elko on top of this. Yeah. I mean, it, it's in Texas tech, you know, I mean, it's like it, some of these schools just don't have uh, that kind of money. A&M that can, kind. Yeah. It can kind of operate differently than, than a lot. No question. All right. We, we've got a handful, just a little bit of time left and I definitely want to spend it on basketball. Uh, the question can just start this off and leave it open-ended for you. It says level does this one's from Matt uh, level. Do your expectations change or anything from, uh, from what you saw in, in the Bahamas this weekend? Or I guess it's weak. No, I I, I don't. I I think you're, you know, my expectations were that, you know, Grant, this is going to be a bit of a grind. And I think it was in the Bahamas, I think, though. But when you show up and you play really well and they're going to continue to get better together, uh, I I think you can blow up on a team like Michigan. And they did. Uh, I think they pretty much controlled that game throughout. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I think you had, you know. Um, you know, you, you had, you know, their head coach, uh, Juwan Howard get, or I guess the, he, he's, he was sitting on the bench cause he's coming off a of heart surgery, but he got thrown out. I think, you know, it was just wild watching Amari Burnett kind of come full circle and, and get, get worked over by, uh, by Texas tech, even though he's looking over there and there's not any of the players are the same. It's two coaches removed from the last time he was in, uh, and Lubbock is just kind of wild how how that I thought yeah. about that, but I thought I thought the Joe Toussaint, uh, Joey T from the Bronx, man, I think he was very consistent. And when you won the two games against Northern Iowa and against uh, Michigan, you turned it over a combined seventeen times, so about you know eight, eight to nine a game. Big difference. And I think if this team will will take care of the ball better. I really like their chances. That's something they're going to have to continue. Grant wants to run so much, though, that some of those turnovers you got to live with it a little bit. Uh, but I thought I thought the other big bright spot was uh, Devin Cambridge. Really was because uh, Devin Cambridge is like Darian Williams. You know, the criticism with this team when it was put together is, guys, it looks like we've put together a bunch of role players, and that's true. You did. Some of them though can can give you a bit more at times, and mm-hmm. I think. Darian Williams and Devin Cambridge are just kind of almost too unselfish at times because they want to do what's best for the team. I'm just here to get a rebound and a putback or whatever, but Cambridge against Michigan was very aggressive. Uh, I thought he looked to score and um, I thought that was a big deal. And if he'll take a next step and be consistent with it, I think it makes easier, it makes things easier for Joe and pop and and all those guys, uh, because you know what you're going to get from Warren Washington who needs to be more selfish at times too. Uh, and I think maybe Kerwin Walton kind of emerged as maybe your eighth guy here. He got a lot of the minutes uh, when you went to to an eighth player. Yeah. Um, he played as much as, as Lamar Washington did. And so maybe you're, you've, you've kind of found something there. If Kerwin can just guard, yes. you know, you know he can shoot it. But if he can just guard and do his part on defense, he'll continue to get more and more minutes. But that's about as deep as – you know, an EY played, I think, in the first game. It's kind of some backup post minutes. But, yeah, I, I thought that it was a great trip for uh, for Grant's guys. Can't wait to, to go to Indy with them and watch them play Butler uh, in Hinkle Fieldhouse. How much are you going to nerd out for that? <laughs> You're will, making that will, trip, right? Uh, yeah, I will enjoy that. I'm, I'm, I am, uh, <laughs> without being corny, that that uh, I, I think Hoosiers is the best sports movie of all time. I, I, I'm unabashed about that. I don't think there's a close second. Everybody's got their Whoa. favorites and, and reasons and, and all those things. Oh yeah. I just think it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Our, our, his, our hickories won't crack 
I think was what the sign <laughs> said in the deal. Uh, Dave, David reached into the bag, took out a stone and slung it. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I just remember all those lines, man, from that movie, like it was yesterday. So, um, yeah, I will channel my, uh, inner Jimmy Chitwood, uh, when we get, uh, you know, when we get there. I want to see you channel your inner Gene Hackman and get tossed yeah, out and nice. say something like you got pigeon bleep in your eye. You know, if you, if you do that to the ref, I'll be really impressed, but he, he had that folded up like plays <laughs> with that folder and he never looked oh, yeah. at it. He yeah, just he held just, it. He just, sits he just there kind like, of hit it. It's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a newspaper, but it was Brown. It had like a string that wrapped around it, but he, <laughs> he never was out like looking at his call sheet or whatever it was back in the day. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll attempt to run the picket fence at him yeah on, on uh on thursday night yeah and, but no and, i I'm, I'm enjoying it and that's a good you know uh they're four and two uh their only losses are to florida atlantic and i think michigan state i think they're playing boise uh as you and i talk right now i think they were up on boise last time i saw yeah. but as you and i taped this yeah. uh so anyways but uh yeah there you go boys don't get caught watching the paint dry there you Maybe. go. We're gonna, yeah, that's gonna be a fun trip, cool trip, and I'll I'll be excited to see hear about it. But you're right, it's a good test too. Another one of those uh, kind of milestones or I guess benchmarks to to measure your team on. And yeah, and, Butler uh, and Vanderbilt, th those are it. Those yep. are you know because you're one and one in quad two games right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the loss against Villanova, the win over Michigan, but those are those are your final two. And, and obviously Butler, depending on what they would do, that that's not a, that's not a neutral game. That's a, that's a road game. So um, I think, you know, that, that is a chance to be really good if Butler would go on and, and win a bunch. Right. Uh, obviously Vanderbilt would be a neutral court game, but those are, those are as good as it's going to get on paper anyway, until, uh, until conference starts. No doubt. No doubt. Level. Well, uh, appreciate it. We will, uh, we'll do it again on the other side. And next time we do this, we will know a bowl, game location and uh we'll we'll know the result from the butler game as well so yes we'll, we'll talk to you then man sounds good man appreciate it keep hope alive everybody i promise just keep it alive even if it's just <laughs> a little bit just keep it alive don't keep it alive. don't don't douse You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.